Welcome to your High Vibration Life podcast with Robin Openshaw, also known online as the Green Smoothie Girl. When you're living your high vibration life, you're healthier in every way. You're more productive, creative, peaceful, and loving. Your high vibration life is calling. And now your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to your high vibration life. Love is said to have the vibration of 528 hertz, which is your optimal state. So is a blade of grass in all its perfection, and so is the core of the planet. In this episode today, which will be a meditation part of it, let's see if we can take you there. Don't forget that before my book Vibe comes out in October, you can go to greensmoothiegirl.com slash high vibe. And you get the audiobook for free right now if you pre-order. Then just write us at caroline at greensmoothiegirl.com. Give us your Amazon order number and we will send you a copy of the book when it comes out and immediately we'll give you the audiobook. In episode 12, hopefully you took the quick test to see which high vibration emotions you're not getting enough of. If you haven't listened to that episode, you might want to go back and start there, episode 12. But it was an episode about which the high frequency and which the low frequency emotions are. Hopefully you've identified the low vibration emotions that you're spending too much time in. In this episode, we're talking about love, which is the highest vibration emotion. And Dr. Leonard Horowitz says that it's the perfect, most healing frequency. It is 528 hertz. And we're going to take you somewhere very meaningful. That is the root of all love. It starts with, it has to start with loving yourself. You've heard people out there in the self-development world talking about self-love, and it feels a little bit uncomfortable, doesn't it? I'm curious to know why you think that is. But my sense is that we, especially women, think that if we love ourselves, we're arrogant. I mean, women learn at the age of five that if someone gives you a compliment, you should put yourself down. It's just what girls and then women do because we start calling each other stuck up or worse at a young age. That's like the worst thing someone might say about you if you're in seventh grade and you're a girl. You act stuck up, which means you think highly of yourself, then the whole girl tribe is going to turn against you. Because let's face it, we aren't exactly little feminists in seventh grade. See, feminism, that whole movement, regardless of what you think about what the early feminists were doing, they were definitely muckrakers, very assertive, regardless of what you think about it, it just didn't rise out of men having virtually all the power and women having too little of it. The need for women to stand up for themselves and take a bigger role came partly out of how we treat each other how women talk about other women, and it actually starts very young, how girls treat other girls. So let me propose to you, here is why to embrace self-love. Love of self leads directly to love of others. You can start with loving others if you need to, and that love will flow the other way. It it has to, unless you dam it up. But disciplining your self-talk, the way you talk about yourself is a huge part of loving you. So today I'm going to challenge you to begin thinking about how you talk to yourself to become more mindful of it. I hope that you'll share this episode with someone you know who needs to be kinder to herself because 12% of your thoughts are conscious. That leaves about 88% subconscious, 
But think about the power that our subconscious thoughts have to do good or to do bad things for you. So today I want to ask you, how do you talk to yourself? Are you soft with yourself? Are you forgiving? Are you kind? Let me ask you, have you ever called yourself stupid or fat? Have you scolded yourself or shamed yourself or belittled yourself? Are you part of the reason for your low self-esteem? It's an interesting thought that most of us don't go around calling other people stupid or fat, but we call ourselves that. Do you have a belief in your subconscious that you are your mistakes? Let's think about that. Do you define your children, if you have any, by their mistakes? As we think through this, if you're not a parent, that's okay. You have a child you love, I bet, and you have influence on, and I want you to think of him or her and inhabit that relationship for a minute in your mind and your heart. Do you define that child as his mistakes? Or do you see the raw talent in him, the goodness, the ambition, the social gifts, the potential? And do you help him see his mistakes as learning opportunities? I bet you do. So if you view your kids that way, you see them as much more than their mistakes and you don't beat them up about their mistakes. Do you apply that same standard or core value to yourself? Do you extend yourself grace? Do you love yourself as God or whatever great energetic spirit fuels the universe that you believe in? Do you love yourself as God sees you and loves you? If you find yourself in a self-criticizing place, the first action is to be aware. You may not become overnight a perfectly self-loving person, the you who is gentle with you and brings all mistakes and poor choices around to learning and growth. But it's a great challenge to accept to start speaking as gently to yourself as you would to a child you love. Years ago, I was studying non-toxic cancer treatment all over the world. And I flew everywhere on four continents to clinics that were doing interesting work, helping people heal from serious illness. I went to a place in Michigan where I met a patient there who was a very famous monk. He was a PhD. He had published volumes of academic work, and he was there because he had had a migraine for 30 years. And he was at the clinic to see if a detox would help. He gathered us all one night. And we all sat in lotus position in a circle. And he did a special meditation session that really moved me deeply. And I've remembered it all these years and I would like to share it with you now. So I hope you'll get comfortable. And if you're driving or doing something while you listen, you won't be able to sit in a lotus meditation position and close your eyes. That's okay. Just listen in. But if you can sit up straight with your legs crossed in front of you, just listen, focus on nothing but my words and breathe in deeply and breathe all the way out. As we take deep breaths, it's a deeper experience if you can give it your full attention. Take all the air in and then take one more sip at the top. Let all the air out. And then when all the air is gone, push one more time. That is where deep cleansing in the respiratory system happens. It's a powerful first piece of learning to love yourself, this experience. So breathe in. One, two, three, four. At the top of the breath, take one more sip. Feel yourself relax as you breathe out. One, two, three, four. You feel peaceful. You feel relaxed. Deep breath in. One, two, three, 
four, and one more tiny sip. Breathe out one, two, three, four. You feel very peaceful. You feel very relaxed. Deep breath in one, two, three, four. One more little sip. Deep breath out one, two, three, four. Now in this very relaxed, peaceful state, I want you to imagine someone you love very much. Maybe the person you love most in the whole world. This could be a child, an intimate partner, or even someone who has passed on. Someone you have many positive memories and associations of. I want you to picture that person, someone you love, across the room from you. Walk toward this person and notice how he or she is smiling at you. Smiling with recognition and with anticipation of putting arms around you, smiling at you with love. As you get closer, you make eye contact and this person you love very much smiles even more and stretches out their arms. You meet each other and you wrap your arms around each other. You can feel their heartbeat and you squeeze them tight. You stand back for a moment, holding them at arm's length as you would do with someone you love and haven't seen for a long time so that you can see them seeing deeply into their eyes and touching skin to skin. These are our most powerful ways of exchanging energy, loving energy with someone we care about, someone we feel safe with, looking into someone's eyes and touching skin to skin. Now you should be feeling very warm, peaceful, loved in this amazing memory or thought. I want you now to go back to where you started across the room. Instead of imagining this person you love very much, now I want you to imagine someone else. I want you to imagine yourself, your own face, the way you stand, the way you walk. We're going to duplicate that exact same experience you just had looking at your beloved across the room. The same feelings the same excitement to meet them, the same seeing in them the very best, love and all good things. So now imagine that very same love. As you recognize in yourself walking toward you, the good, the kindness, the positive intent, and so many wonderful qualities. See your own face smiling and smile back. Walk towards yourself with anticipation. You're so looking forward to embracing, pressing your cheek against this mirror image. Think on the many fun and tender and positive things you know this person walking towards you to be, to do, to feel. This person, yourself, has made many mistakes, but is good at their core. And you can see it and feel it. There is no room for criticism or negatives only love flooding through you, the energies of love making you warm and tingly. You want to put your arms around this person of tremendous grace and feel your positive energies flowing from them to you. And the energies are so pure and so high vibration that they form a warm white light that fills up the whole room, much like the sun in a room full of windows. 
as you get very close to your own self in mirror image, you can't wait to wrap your arms around this wonderful person, tell them how much you love them and take their face in your hands. Step back and look into your own eyes across from you. You are beaming smiles because you know all the good this person radiates and shares with the world, even though they make mistakes. And feel free to open your eyes. What was this exercise like for you? May I ask you a question? Do you see yourself in the mirror each day and have feelings like that? How would your positive vibration increase if you did? Do you think that doing that would cause you to have more or less love for the people whose energy fields mingle with yours every day? And in fact, all living things, if you saw yourself like this, would this make you more like Jesus? If Jesus is your God or whoever you look to as your prime example, if you saw yourself this way, would you be able to contribute more in the world? How many times a day do you say unkind things to yourself or about yourself? How many of your thoughts about yourself are negative and critical? What's really amazing is that you can do this exercise at any time. It was given to me by this incredible monk who had spent his life suffering. And there was actually another part to it. After we went through the part that I just shared with you, you then put across the room someone who has wronged you. You could imagine the powerful impact on your ability to forgive. Once you've totally immersed yourself in love and kindness, so powerful for forgiveness to do this with someone who has hurt you. This was a tradition given to the monk by his elders, and now it's yours. You can even just remember it. And in a split second, it can help you be loving towards yourself to soften your thoughts towards you. You can also share it with someone who's struggling. Share this with them. Sit down with them and go through this meditation. Remember that love is the perfect vibration of 528 hertz. Sit down with someone you know who's going through something difficult. Have them close their eyes. Simply walk through this meditation while emanating heart vibrations of total love and compassion for this person. It's a really wonderful way to serve them and help them shift into self-love. Loving yourself might be a foreign concept, but remember that the reason it's so important is that you aren't truly happy if you don't think deep down that you're a good and caring person. Like deep in your bone marrow and flowing through your blood, you like and even love who you are. If you don't love yourself, it's likely because you're preoccupied with your mistakes and some of your past actions. Please believe me that your mistakes do not define you. Loving yourself doesn't involve being perfect or mistake-free. It means allowing the good in yourself to shine. And by loving yourself, you give that goodness oxygen and the positive energies of belief. Believe in you. If you don't believe in you, who else is going to? Believe yourself to be good in your intent. Believe in your work ethic. Believe in your willingness to show up for others and and contribute to the world. I'm not saying you love yourself because you've led a pristine life like Jesus or Mother Teresa. Who has, right? Only Jesus and Mother Teresa. But my point is you are good. Even if you've got some sides to you that you're not super proud of, me too, everybody too, we're human, but you do believe that you're good at your core. I believe and I hope because You've got all these rich experiences to draw on. Life's taught you so much. Nobody has learned these exact things that you have in your unique life. 
You're no blank slate at this point. You know a lot. Your life experiences, especially the hard ones, have made you this unique organization of energies that come together as you, and you have a lot to give at this point in your life. Truly, the older you are, the more you have to give. So I hope I've helped convey the concept that you can be happy only to the extent that you actually like and even love yourself. And I would plead with you once again to maintain or regain your physical health because your physical health is foundational to living at high vibrations. A few years ago, I wrote a blog post on greensmoothiegirl.com called What I Love About Being 40 Plus. I'm going to read it to you in an upcoming episode, and it's really related to what we're talking about today. Another one I'll read to you soon is about how I love my body. And the thing I love most is that I've achieved that love not because I'm so amazing or beautiful by the world standards. No one's going to be paying me any money to walk on a runway and designer clothes, but rather that I love that my appreciation for my body has come through a lot of work to get my head in the right place. After years of hating and criticizing my body because the world tells me to do so, and after years of the world giving me standards I can never meet, my self-acceptance came. After years of beating myself up about my mistakes about what I saw as my flaws. It's work to see yourself as a beautiful work in progress, this miracle of experience and scars and quirks that all come together as you. It's been work to learn to love myself as God loves me, but I had to because I had to love me before I could love you. It's work worth doing. I beg you to be very, very gentle with you. 